episode 27 of the Lace Em Up podcast. The NHL playoffs are finally here. Woo! At the time we record this podcast, there's still one game or two games left on the schedule. That could uh, implicate how the bracket shakes up. We'll give our thoughts on that. Uh, Also, a major doping scandal in Russia. Jonathan Drouin is back in the NHL. Didn't think we'd be saying that this year. And uh, we're also going to dissect... Um, our Bruins and Sens one final time before uh, the offseason gets underway. Uh, Shout-outs to all those who wore number 27 in the NHL. Todd Bertuzzi, believe it or not, in his early years with the Canucks, he wore number 27. Um, two players who faced off on Saturday night, Jonathan Druin and Alex Galchenyuk, both wear number 27 as well. Uh, in his six years with the Preds, Patrick Hornquist uh, wore number 27 as well, as did Marty Howe, the older son of Gordy Howe. Uh, Reggie Leach, George LaRock, Frank Mahovlich, Scott Mellenby, Ryan McDonough, Alexei Kovalev, of course, Scott Niedemeyer, Michael Pekka, uh, the great Jeremy Roenick, and John Tonelli, who uh, were a part of several successful teams during their days in the NHL. Um, the guy who scored 10 points in a single game, no one's beaten that record, Daryl Sittler, wore number 27 during his days with the Leafs, as did uh, LA Kings head coach Daryl Sutter. And uh, three goalies also wore number 27, Jim Rutherford, Joe Malosh, and, of course, Ron Hextall. So to everyone past and present who wore number 27 in the NHL, this podcast is for you. It's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. Um, Alright, uh, then we have our, tw- our uh, here's our social media stuff. Uh, our Twitter is uh, Lace Up Podcast. Uh, lace M Podcast. E-M. Lace oh, M yeah, podcast. yeah, I said Lace M. Um, lace M Podcast. Our, uh, our, well, I think our email, that's why I got mixed up, laceupbag at gmail.com. Um, our Facebook is Lace Em Up, and, uh, I think, I always feel like I'm missing one. SoundCloud, iTunes. SoundCloud, iTunes, but you, you but this is how you, you know. This uh, is how you're probably listening to us. (laughs) So... It's the only two ways you can listen to it for now, but uh, I think that's it. Yeah, um, and then um, so yeah, let's get uh, let's get started. So um, yeah, we'll we'll I'll save my anger for the in the Bruin Sen segment, which will actually be before the rapid fire. Yeah. But right now we have pretty much the playoff matchups. It's pretty much set. There is some. Um, so just some moving arounds. So we know the teams that are going to be involved. We're not entirely sure of. There is some. Um, there might be some movement by the end of the day, but uh, we can pretty much guess who's going to play who. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to affect each other, but even still, um, despite us knowing that, we're going to try to. We're just going to predict who's going to be in the final four and who's going to win the entire thing um, instead of who's, uh, you know, who's going to win each matchup in round one. 
we can probably do that next tomorrow uh, next week. But uh, although I think the playoffs will probably start sometime, I think they start on the thirteenth. I think that's the magic number, the thirteenth. Okay. That would be this Wednesday. So that'll be this Wednesday, yeah. And they usually do start on a Wednesday, anyway. So, so yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be in full swing by then. And we'll right, right. Our initial thoughts on the matchups. Um. So. This is subject to change, um, and yes. we'll tell you what will change if certain things happen, even though you'll probably um, won't care at the p- moment because um, you'll be listening to this on Monday when it will all be set. So uh, so right now we have the Florida playing the Island, the Panthers playing the Islanders, and uh, Tampa playing Detroit. Tampa and Detroit is definitely... Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. The, if the Islanders win tonight against the uh, the Flyers, they can leapfrog the Rangers, um, and so the Rangers would play the Panthers, and the Islanders would play the Penguins. Yeah. Um, having said that, so uh, we keep that in mind. Uh, Drewen is recalled, got recalled, um, and the Wings made it twenty five straight in the playoffs. Which is um, oh wait by, by the way uh, today what, this week was uh, Steve's birthday so happy <laughs> birthday I didn't realize you were a year younger than me but really? um, yeah I didn't realize I that I'm sure you were older than me okay well no I no you you're a year younger oh okay you're twenty three oh. you're oh, twenty four okay. right yeah, yeah. okay that makes sense then. you're you're twenty three right yes yeah I'm twenty four. But either way, the Wings made it 25 straight, which is older than both of us. Yeah. Um, which is impressive, although uh, they barely made it. Um, but uh, thanks to your... Uh, <laughs> actually, thanks to your team beating my team. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's that's an actually interesting matchup just because it's the... Uh, the team that just made it in versus the team that, like, um, you know, has all these injuries. I believe, um, so Stamkos is out, Strawman is out, and I believe uh, Tyler Johnson just got injured on the last day. Well, it, I, I saw the play and, against Montreal, and, and I he, he, was, he was checked. Uh, I think he took a shot, he was checked, and he went hard into the boards, like, uh, Head, maybe shoulder, even collarbones, and and he, he was he was getting off the ice. He looked in pretty big pain there as well. So if, if that injury is long term, that could be a huge loss for Tampa. Yep. So that definitely leaves them vulnerable. Right. Um, and as for Detroit making it twenty five straight years, it's not just uh, your yearly reminder of how many yeah. uh, people weren't even in existence when Detroit yeah. last missed the playoffs, or how many teams. Uh, I, think, I think a third of the NHL teams that exist today weren't even present. Yeah, last something Detroit's, like that. Uh, um, also, speaking of old and Detroit, uh, Pavel Datsuk has made it official that he's not going to be in the NHL next season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his last playoffs. Um, apparently he, he just misses home too much, but the Illich family uh, convinced him otherwise. He was feeling this way since, um, the last lockout. Um, he wrote an article in the Detroit Free Press, or not wrote an article, but, uh, he was talking to Mitch Album of the Detroit Free Press, um, today, that came out today, and he, uh, 
apparently he has some injury issues too, and he, you know he just misses his family a lot. Um, and he's getting up there in age too. And he's getting up there in age, so. Um, so when you if watch it, was, in my opinion, if he wasn't going back to Russia, he'd be retiring in a couple of years. So he, he yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't blame dad too much. Yeah. I don't think it, it's not like a Kovalchuk situation where no. he doesn't have, where he has, you know, he doesn't have, or he has a couple of years in him. I think this is like, you know, it's fine. Um, but this is the final year of his contract, if I'm not mistaken. I think he has one more year or maybe has one more year. Definitely a lot less than Kovalchuk for sure. You're right. So it's, he's, he's done his part. No question. Well, yeah, he has more years than Kovalchuk did when he left. Yeah. Yeah. Atsuk has one more year, but, um, but it's like a no movement clause. So he can do whatever he wants with that. Um, Yes. Yeah. As, as for who's going to win that series, while yeah. we're on the subject of Detroit, Tampa Bay, Detroit, yeah, we can do that. Uh, he's been looking. Uh, Jonathan Drouin, when you mentioned him, he's been looking good in his return. Uh, yeah. he, he scored against Montreal, um, and uh, and the first goal that Tampa scored, uh, Palat, his initial shot went in. But after that, when people weren't quite sure if the shot went in, Drouin made a nice between the legs move at the side of the net to bury it. So he could have had two on that play. Yeah. So his scoring touch is there. And, and that's good news for Tampa Bay. Um, like I said, the Tyler Johnson thing, if he's out long-term, that could really hurt Tampa Bay. Mm. Even if he doesn't miss a significant amount of time, his effectiveness could be limited by, you know, the nagging pain he might have. Uh, knowing the Red Wings, of course, you can never count them out. Um, they'll make this close, but the Lightning, despite Stamer's hiccups last year, as I mentioned, went deep for a reason. Yeah. So I'm taking the Bolts in six. Yeah, I think... I. Th- just knowing that the Detroit just limped into the playoffs, um, the I think t- even though Tampa is unhealthy and they have you know Strawman's out, Stamkos is out, and we don't know about Tyler Johnson, but that's definitely going to be a factor too. So I I still think they can they'll beat Detroit. Um, as for Florida, if they play the Islanders or the Rangers, I think Florida will actually win. Um, regardless of who they play, um, and I, I'm actually I think the Florida will be the 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 Atlantic Division candidate. Um, I think they can beat Tampa because of those injuries. Um, yeah, I mean the thing with the thing with the Atlantic Division is that they're so like bad compared to the um. Metropolitan, um, that I, I mean, I don't think it really matters who gets out of that division. Cause I think there's no way they're going to be Washington or Pittsburgh. Um, regardless of who wins that matchup, um, or that, you know, that bracket, but, um, yeah, so that's my prediction for that. I don't know if you have, um, who's going to come out of the Atlantic. Well, um, just just to wrap just to wrap things up here. That's yep. it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because Florida playing the Islanders. I like to see this matchup simply because Bobby Lou would get to face the team that oh, drafted right. him in the playoffs. That's right. I also don't think if they if these two squared off in their playoffs, I can't recall if they ever have before. And if they have, it's been a, quite a long time since it's happened. Um, so I'm hoping for the for Philly to beat the Islanders on Sunday, just so this matchup happens. If that's indeed the case, I'm taking the Panthers in a sweep. Uh, though we will have a 
a couple of one goal games uh, mixed in. Um, Wait, the Panthers play the Islanders or the Panthers? Panthers play the Islanders. They sweep them. I think if the Panthers play the Rangers, they they make it like they win five or something. The Rangers don't look great, but yeah, I think Rangers will take it in six. Um, again, wow. they're a team. They're a team that you can't count out. King Henrik is still one of the best in the league for a reason. Yeah, they're just inconsistent. Yeah, um, but in in the playoffs, for whatever reason, they just they just seem to find a way. And, yeah. and King Henrik seems to find a way, and that should be an yes, interesting goaltending duel if it happens. Uh, Pittsburgh and the Rangers. Um, again, we've seen this matchup before. King Henrik gets hot. The Penguinos are shooting blanks. The Rangers' defense is able to hold them off en route to a series win. Uh, don't expect anything less this year, especially if Flurry is still hurting. I got the blue shirts in six. So Rangers in six, no matter who they play. Um, but I think the Panthers, if they face the Islanders, it's a sweep. Um, okay. As for Washington, Philly, the Ghost Bear is good. The Flyers have played all the right notes down the stretch, but again, goaltending in the Stanley Cup playoffs is key, yeah. and the Caps have arguably the best goalie in the league right now. Yep, um, if he's on, if he's on, Washington can't be stopped. But Philly is going to cause him to stumble at least once in this series. They have a tendency to do that to a, a lot of good teams. Yeah. So the Caps will win, but it'll take them six games. I, I don't really see other than. The Panthers Islanders matchup. I don't see any easy uh, series, one one sided series victories. I think they're all going to be neck and neck. But mm. um, I, I don't see any in round one, as at least in the East, that that'll go past seven games. Um, I think the Pittsburgh Rangers game can go past. Actually, yeah, I don't I, know. I think Pittsburgh could make it interesting. Again, it all depends uh, yeah. on the stats of Flurry, though. True. Um. Although Matt Murray has been playing well, under. he also left the game against Philly. I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Case, so. Um, I mean, yeah, they do have goalie issues, but I do, th- I actually think they're just a completely different team with Sullivan. Um, I actually think they can beat Washington in the second round. Um, just because the, well, they played uh, they played Washington on Thursday, I believe it may have been Wednesday, but they, it was a good game. Um, uh, and Pittsburgh won um, with uh, Crosby overtime goals, but uh, I don't know. I think I think Pittsburgh has what it takes. Um, I know their defense is still shaky. I know their goalies that are an issue, but I think uh, Pittsburgh will um, will actually make it out of that bracket. But which, um, also, which also reminds me, if the Islanders win their last regular season game, that means they would play the Penguins, and yep. I didn't get my stats on that. Pens and five. <laughs> yes. I, I, I no, think, I kind of skipped over I, that. I, That's I, fine. Again, the Islanders are, are hurting in the goalie department, yeah. too. They're still going to be without Halak. Yeah. So. I think, I don't, I guess the, the Rangers will make it close, but I still think the Penguins will beat the Rangers, and I, and I think the Penguins will beat the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and as for the Washington Philly uh, series, Ovechkin got fifty goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Holtby tied Brodeur's record. I think, unless I don't know if Holtby is going to play he, he tonight. Tied Brodeur's record with Brodeur in the building because he did yeah. against the St. Louis Blues, and of course Brodeur's right. assistant GM yeah. and St. Uh, Louis congratulate legend him in the tunnel as well. St. Um, Louis legend. Um, yeah, uh, Holtby, but I think. Is Holtby playing tonight? 
I don't know if he's going to get the start tonight. No matter what happens, he's yeah. not going to get to 50 wins. But um, he tied, well, he tied Brodeur, though. He, who, who, and the record was 48. Right, no, but I mean, oh, but like he so might he beat get, the record. He get 50 wins, even if he but if he, win, record, if he plays tonight and he wins, then he breaks the record. He breaks the record and gets 49 wins. Yeah, which isn't bad, obviously. Which um, isn't, yeah, it's close to 50 um, wins anyone's going to get, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think Washington is going to be scary in the playoffs, but I think in terms of the Eastern Conference, I think Pittsburgh is their only big challenger. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else in the division, everyone, like, every other competitor um, is in the West, mm-hmm. um, which we'll just get into right now. So, uh, <laughs> also, also, it should be noted that Ovechkin getting 50 goals. Yep. Seventh time he's done that in his career. Only two other individuals in NHL history have recorded 50-goal seasons in seven years. Wayne Gretzky and Mike Bossy. Wow. So that's pretty exclusive that's pretty cool. company that yeah. Ovechkin is joining. So uh, okay. good on the grade eight. And, yeah. of course, he did so in style with a hat trick. Yeah. So, um, all right. So then we go on to the West Coast um, or the Western Conference. Um, I guess it's technically the West Coast. I don't know. Well, well in, in the Pacific, it definitely will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more of the Midwest now. We're in the Midwest. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota. So Dallas clinched last night their division title. Um, but So Dallas plays Minnesota, and St. Louis plays Chicago. Um, I'm sure <laughs> um, I'm sure St. Louis would rather play Minnesota, but the Dallas plays their old, old team in Minnesota. So that should be interesting, um, and as well as Kane finished the year with 106 points, and he becomes the first American to win the Art Ross um, in the NHL history, which is um, crazy. He's, he's a sure lock to win the Art, um, the Hart too. So yeah, um, I, I, I'd be shocked if they if they give it to anyone to else. Anyone else. Yeah. I think he's the front runner there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis, Chicago. I actually think it's going to come down to, sh- I think, I don't I don't trust St. Louis too much in the playoffs, um, much like I don't trust Washington in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, it's like one of those things is, like, when I see it, I'll start to trust them, but for now I can't because I've been burned too much. So I think it's going to come down to Chicago and Dallas. No. Um, and I'm. I think Chicago will actually make it out. Um, because no. I just don't like the Dallas goalie situation and their defense. Um, Chicago has a much better defense and goalies, and they have the experience and they know what they're doing. But I do think Dallas will make it out of Minnesota. Yeah. Well, uh, the the Wild closed this season on a five-game losing streak, and right. Bannock could miss more than a week due to injury, that's so you factor that in. Now you have to deal with Ben Spezza and co. Yeah. Uh, that's a tall order for Torchetti. And I think Sagan might be available, but yeah, we'll, to, we'll see. Yeah, to add insult to injury, he could return in the yeah. series. Um, I think the Stars are going to win in seven, though. Wow. They'll win, but they'll be worn down. Huh. Uh, again, their goaltending situation's a bit shaky, and yeah. then... We saw Minnesota cause fits for Colorado. Um, we saw them. Uh, uh, who I can't remember for the life of me who they faced. Uh, last year they faced St. Louis and they beat them in six. Yeah, I think so that's right. They 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 pulled off a couple of upsets here and there in the past couple of years. Um, 
so long as so long as they avoid Chicago, uh, <laughs> they they might be able to go to the conference finals. Unlikely. Yeah. I, I think Dallas is going to get the better of them. I think they're too strong offensively, even with yeah. Sick and out for the first bit. But I think Minnesota is going to make it close and at least force a seventh game. But okay. uh, the Stars' offense is going to overpower them. Um. Yeah. I I guess so. I think. Um. I I just don't know their defense. Um. Is that's you know, going to be that strong? Um, but so that's why I picked Chicago because I feel like Chicago knows what they're doing. Oh um, yeah, I'm 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 not really. I'm just focused on like the yeah. first round matchups here. Yeah, but. yeah. In terms of the first round matchups, yeah, I agree. The Dallas will probably. I, I hate doing the like they'll win in five, they'll win in six, they'll win in seven. I just think they'll win. Um, yeah, you know, but um, I guess if but, I yeah, had to if choose, we're gonna, if we're gonna nail down our brackets, here, I'll say gonna... yeah, that's true. I guess I'll say if I had to guess, I'll say Dallas in six. Dallas in six, okay. Um, I'll and then towards that bit, but I'm thinking, yeah, Minnesota's gonna be a bit resilient here. Uh, I don't, Saint, I don't Saint. know, but you did say that they had a five game losing streak, so and maybe that Vanek was hurt. Yeah, but they, they've. They've, they've, but Vanek have, hasn't even been great this season, so yeah, exactly. So and maybe Dallas in five. I I want to say Dallas in five, but I don't want to like. No, I, don't I, know. I, I feel I, like I should give Minnesota some credit. They're, um, they're, Dallas's defense is still suspect, and yep. I think that's that's why they're going to be a bit worn down. Minnesota's yep. going to give them a good fight, but I and think then Dallas I think I think she, I mean I think it's going to be a close series between St. Louis and Chicago. Yep. But I think Chicago will actually get it done. So I'm going to say Chicago in seven. Um, I said Hawks in six. Okay. <laughs> um, and even though St. Louis has home ice advantage, your squad's ranked second best in the yeah. toughest division in the NHL, yet you still get Chicago right off the hop. Yeah. Uh, and this is a team, of course, the storyline, looking to repeat as Stanley Cup champions. Their right. best player is some guy named Patrick Kane. Yeah. Uh, and the bigger story is... I think if Hitchcock loses this series, rightly or wrongly, he's done. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, bring yeah, him to Hawk, Boston. Hawks in six. I, I can't count out Chicago. Bring him to Boston. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Like all the like coaches that could be fired to be fired, just because there's no other good coaches other than Julian who's going to be fired. So, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I could. I mean, yeah, Elliot and Allen have been good goalies, so that's not the issue. And their defense is pretty good too. Um, I just, I just think Chicago is—you just can't count out Chicago to the point where you can't even like go against them. Again, um, they have that playoff pedigree. They've been there. They've, yeah, exactly. they've done that. They've passed a bunch of tests. And, yeah. and St. Louis is, unfortunately, uh, they haven't been able to pass a test in round one yet. Right. And and so, based on experience alone, Chicago's got the edge. The, the Blues will keep it close, but I think Chicago wins. Yeah. Uh, L.A. and Nashville, if this happens. Well, yeah, we should, we should mention that if Anaheim wins tonight, they play Nashville, and L.A. Yeah. plays San Jose. Um but if they don't, then the, if, this if it's the LA. Success is LA plays National and yeah. I plays San Jose, and and this is interesting because I would love to see two defensively minded teams blocking shots and watching yeah. two of the best goaltenders in the NHL battle shot for shot. Um, 
if they meet up in round one, that's exactly, I think, what you're going to see. And, and they've got a couple of offensive players that can light it up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, LA's the most experienced, so Kings will take it in six, if that's the case. Um, and no matter who wins the Pacific, uh, San Jose is going to have to face a familiar foe. Um, so they get the Ducks in round one again if Anaheim can't beat Washington. In my opinion, I think the Sharks can push the Ducks to seven hard-fought games, but they'll lose. Yeah. Um, but if Anaheim beats Washington and they clinch the division, L.A. gets San Jose in round one. Um, I would have the Kings advancing in six. Uh, Anaheim beating Nashville in six as well. Wow. Um, I th- yeah, I think Anaheim and L.A. are going to match up in the second round, regardless of who yeah. gets who they LA play in, two, in the I first think. round. But if if the uh, so if the uh, if it stays the same, so it's L.A. Nashville Anaheim San Jose. I'm gonna say L.A. in. See, it's weird because I've been burned by Pecorini. My I have him. In, I had him in my fantasy hockey yeah. team, and he was the worst um, for me. I know he's picked it up lately um, in the second half, but um, I just don't trust him um, at all. <laughs> so, uh, and I think, and LA is obviously a good team. They now have Lucic, who's a, you know, he gives them that added boost of aggression. Um, and, and also is- they, they have playoff experience and they know how to win. You can't count them out like Chicago. So yeah, I think that's who Nashville got last yeah. year. With all due respect to Nashville, they their round one opponents have yeah. been probably the best of the bunch. Exactly. Yeah, Nashville played Chicago last season. Yeah. Um. So so I think if I had to guess, LA in um in five. Um, LA in five over Nashville. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, see, I'm going with all these bold predictions because yeah. then, because then if they're true, then we can like promote that everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just have to be true, you know, yeah. uh, Anaheim. Um, yeah, I think Anaheim will beat San Jose, San Jose, like, uh, St. Louis and Washington, they just have trouble in the playoffs and you can't fully trust them until I see it. Um, so and this is also Martin Jones. This is kind of the first playoff series where exactly. it's really, you know, he's the guy. Yeah. And I mean, and this and is the board's first season. Behind they the are a different team. State, so they are a different team. I don't expect much. Unlike they Chris, are a different team much. under Hines. I believe that's their coach. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Who's their coach now? Is it Hines? Uh, who San Jose? Yeah. No, Pete DeBoer. Oh, Pete DeBoer. So they are a different team under that guy. Um, and, you know, they obviously they have Burns, who's on, at a career year. Pavileski is always good. Couture. Yeah. Thornton has a comeback year. Yeah. So, um, and you have, you know, Martin Jones, who's been, who's better than Niemi has been. So, um, so they are definitely better. I th- But I think Anaheim has more experience. Yeah. And he, I just, I just can't pick San Jose. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Anna, but I think it's gonna be close. So I'm gonna say Anaheim in seven. Yeah, that's right. um. So uh, so now that we briefly previewed all those matchups or what <laughs> the different uh, situations that they could happen or not. Um. So 
we'll probably just pick who's going to make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Final and who's going to make it to the Western Conference Final, and who will, and then we'll also decide who's going to win the whole thing. So, what's your final four, Steve? Steve. Now with that uh, suspenseful pause, Washington versus Tampa in the East. Washington versus Tampa? Yep. I Yeah, I have the complete opposite with you. I have Pittsburgh versus Florida. Oh, um, so a rematch of 96, eh? Yeah. Um, I, I guess so. I, I, don't, I didn't follow hockey at that time, but yeah, I guess that's that's what happened. Um, yeah, I think... I think Florida is because Tampa is too injured to make a serious run. Detroit isn't old, and I think Florida, like they have Luongo, they have Yager, and they have a bunch of yeah. young guys. I think they have what it takes to make it far. I don't think they'll beat Pittsburgh, but um, or Washington. If I think that's the bolder prediction, but I think I have Florida. I have Florida. Went going to getting out of that division, um, and I think I mean, yeah, like like I said, I just don't trust Washington again because I know they're like, I mean, I know it's a different year for them, but yeah. I just, I just, I just like it's just so tough. Like I, I would love it if Washington made it to the Stanley Cup final. Or to the Eastern Conference Final. But you look, I just, you look I just at, can't uh, I do it. Was, I think it was 2010 where they had a record similar to this. Yeah. They ran into Yaroslav Halak, a hot goalie, and they lost in seven. Yeah. They got flat out out duel by, by Yaroslav Halak. Yeah, and, and as well as the Pittsburgh has gotten hot at the right moments. Um, it's just like, uh, I don't know if Malkin will be available, but he probably will be. I just, I don't know. I just... I just think Pittsburgh is a better team at the moment, so I think they can. I think they can beat Washington. Um, so yeah, I have Pittsburgh and Florida in that final four. Should we do? Should we say who's going to win that matchup? Because now we have two different teams. Okay, you go first, Cat. Um, you, you, uh, Penn's Florida. Who wins? I have. Uh, I'm going to say Pittsburgh. And then watch. So you yeah, had Washington, Tampa, how many? right? Four, five, six, or seven. And how many? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is like way, way in advance. But I'll say uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a close matchup. So I'll say six. Depends and six, okay. Um, um, and then you have Washington and Tampa. Tampa. Same question. Caps in seven, and they win in overtime. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> You, if we're getting into crazy predictions, who's going to get the overtime goal? Um, out of heck with it, Truing. <laughs> oh, wait, Caps? Wait. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Um. That's like what? <laughs> okay, Justin Williams. Justin, Justin Williams. Williams. Okay, Justin that's, Williams. that's a good. That's a good bet if for yeah. Game Sevens. Yeah. Um, d- all right, so then we go to our Western Conference Final Four. This isn't as shocking for me. Uh, Chicago, L.A. Yeah, that's who I have. Yeah. I figured. Um, See, the reason why I picked Anaheim to go deep last year is because 
the Kings were out of the playoffs. Yep. The Kings are now in, and that changes everything. Yeah, believe me, I wish I wish that like uh, all these other teams like Anaheim, San Jose, St. Louis, Dallas, Washington go far. I just I just don't see it. It's just it's tough to for me to see it just because of what I've seen in the past. Um, so I think LA and Chicago knows what to do to get it done. The um, reason why I did so well in my playoff bracket last year is because Boston and LA were out, and that yeah. made <laughs> a, a lot of the matchups tougher and uh, yeah. easier to, to make. You know, with right. Uh, with uh, I mean, Anaheim does have a shot. I, I I'll give them that. Um, they also do have some playoff experience before. Um, yeah. With um, I think they. I, I, well, I don't know. Was that LA and Anaheim? That's going seven. But yeah. I think LA's got the experience. They got the pedigree. And right. Bruce I know. Boudreau hasn't really gotten it yeah. done in the game seven. So. That's true. Um, I forget, was Corey, pa- I know Getzlaff was on the cup winning team, was Corey Perry on that team too? I think he was, I don't think he, I think. Do you remember I mean, what year they played, won? He, I don't think like he two. played as big a, a role as. Yeah, I don't think Getzlaff did either, yeah. but, hold on. Cup. I'm pretty sure Perry was on there. Let me look <laughs> briefly, it was in 2007. 2007. They, right, the, oh right, they beat your Senators. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we would have faced him in 03 if we got so back So, Brizgalov was on the team. Uh, yep. They had J.S. Jaguar. Pronger was also on the team. Solani. Solani, Perry, Kunitz, Getzlaff. So, yeah, they were on the team. I forgot that Kunitz was on the Ducks. Um, oh, and Sean Thornton. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so they do have playoff experience, I think. I think I would guess that Getzlav and Perry are the only two from that cup team. <laughs> um, but, um, yes, they have that. I guess us uh, so then, so we both have Chicago and L.A. Um, who do you think's getting out of the, the, that matchup? Kings and seven. Kings and seven. Yeah. I want to be contrarian here. Because um, I could go either or, but I think um, it depends on how healthy Sh- Crawford is. Um, yeah. I'll, but I'll yeah, I'm going to say Kings as well. Um, Kings in seven as well. I know, I'm boring. <laughs> so then that means, so I have Pittsburgh Kings, you have uh, Caps King, Capitals Kings. Yeah. Um. All right, do you think Ovechkin will get his first cup? Kings in seven, they win in overtime, wow. and Martinez is the hero again. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with my P- Pittsburgh pick. Uh, I'm going to be a bandwagon fan of them. Wow. Um, so I'm going to say Pittsburgh in seven. Pittsburgh in seven, okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like I, you know, I die by this. I live by the sword. I die by the sword. Guys. You think Matt Murray's gonna be the next Cam Ward? He's just gonna go off. On I actually the think and steal and Matt steal Murray. Everything. I mean, I know Matt Murray has given up a lot of soft goals, but I think he's been he's pretty been, good. He's been. He's had, he put up solid numbers in the AHL yeah. last year. Like he's he's good, but he's he's he doesn't have yeah. the pedigree to to really hang with the with the with teams like uh, Washington and. And, and L.A., so yeah. that's that's what that's the only thing that concerns me about Matt Murray is yeah. playoff time, what are we going to see? And um, 
I know that like the the last time Pittsburgh won a cup, they had a new first year coach um, yeah. in uh, um, Dan Biles. Dan Biles, and they were freakishly good. They went on a freakishly yeah, and then they went on a run right after he was hired, and they're doing the same with Sullivan. I think uh, that would be a cool story too, as well in terms the of narrative. Thing, the thing I don't is, know. They're they're inexperienced on defense. You know, when when they yeah. had that run with Bilesma, they had Gonchar on defense. Yeah, true. Basically, it's it's Chris Letang and everybody else. Yeah, Trevor Daly's not hasn't been bad. Only Mata, when healthy, has been good too. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Letang, but Letang has been really good. Like Carlson, Dowdy, good. Um, lately, so I don't know. But the, the one thing that's going to hurt Pittsburgh, and it, we've seen it the past couple of years, is will their big stars show up? Yeah, true. And Crosby in particular, because he hasn't yeah. scored all that much. We'll see, play. and I think Malkin will play, and that should definitely help them. Um, but yeah, I if, I know. Rolling, they, they I know they have a lot of question marks, but there was a lot of question marks last year in, with Chicago. So, yeah. um. I, I don't know. I just I think Pittsburgh is hot at the right moments, um, but um, all right. So so that Pittsburgh's I my bandwagon also, team. I also go f- even further. Uh, twenty eight goals will be scored in the twenty sixteen Stanley Cup Finals. I wow. think I was right on as for, as to how many goals are scored in the Cup Finals. Wow. I think it was twenty fourteen. Huh? it happened between the Kings <laughs> and the and the Rangers. So. Um, how many, uh, so I'm going to bandwagon the Pittsburgh. Are you going to bandwagon any team? Not in particular. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just, I just, um, you just, ob- obviously you really you know, for dogs, team. like maybe, maybe the Panthers, like yeah. I would like to see the Panthers make some noise. I really would. Yeah. I'll, I mean, yeah, I will root for all the underdogs. Um, really only, the ones that have experience, I won't root for. So Chicago and LA do, so, and Detroit, uh, Pan- Panthers and Caps. Like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hoping they go far. So, yep, um, they're my fan favorites. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good choice. I'm sure they have a lot of family and things. Uh, that well, brings uh, us Con, Con Smythe Trophy. Who gets it? Con Smythe. Yeah. Um, Tar, he'll get 25 to 30 playoff points. Well, this is like, it's tough to do this when it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure if my prediction will be right. But um, if it's the Penguins Kings and I have the Penguins winning. And remember, um, Jay learned you don't gonna, have to pick a guy on the winning team. True. But, that, I mean, that's unlikely. Yeah. I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to. I mean. Either Crosby or Latang. I feel like if those are if the Penguins are going to win, um, that's going to be the time to do it. Um, if the Penguins are going to win, Crosby has to set up. So um, I would. I'm going to say Crosby will get the Consmith. Um, yeah. And I, I think the window might be kind of closing on how. On you know one of those deep playoff runs that you go on, so I, I think this could be one of those now or never years for Pittsburgh, just like it is for the Rangers too, because you know Yandel's an upcoming UFA. So if the Rangers are, are going to go deep this year, which I, Frank, unfortunately I don't think they will, um, but uh, I, I, I think 
I, I think uh, the Rangers and the Penguins, as far as stuff, that, as far as um, Penguins, Rangers, and Cats, they all have something to prove. And it's, I think, all a now or never year for, for, for all those teams because Washington, you don't know how good they're going to be for the for how long. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, Crosby yeah. and Malkin aren't getting any younger, and King Henrik's not getting any younger yeah. for the Rangers, and you probably want to have Keith Yandel next year, <laughs> and Dan Boyle's getting up there in age, and yeah. Stahl's hurt, and you don't know if you're going to re-sign him next year. So. Right. Yeah, I feel like this is the Rangers' last year uh, of being good. Yeah. But, um, well, uh, I don't know about being good, but being Stanley Cup ready. That's good. what I mean, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, speaking of teams that used to be Stanley Cup winning good, but aren't anymore, uh, the Bruins, uh, they collapsed last, yesterday. Um, you would call it a collapse because they were, uh, they were a division leader for like a month ago. Yeah. Um, and then we just lost everything. Three, um, 6-1 in their final 10 games. Yep. Uh, by the way, I should mention this. I don't think I mentioned this previously. If I did, I'll mention it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1970, when the... When there were no Canadian teams in the playoffs, guess who won the cup? Guess who's not at it this year? Bruins. Oh, yeah. Yep, they won it in 1970. Yeah, they oh, that's right. This year because they're not in. Yep. Um, and this is the second straight year, I believe, that they were in a playoff position with less than a month to go. They yep. go on a slide and they miss it all. Together. And then we miss it all together. Although I don't think we were really in a playoff spot last year. Um, uh, I think I think until Ottawa. Beat you guys six to four. I I think we were dying neck and neck for the final spot. Right, but I think I, I think I, I, think, I, think, I think last year we were just underachieving the entire season. I don't mm-hmm. think we were ever in a playoff spot. We, you might be wrong. You might be right though. But anyways, we're out of it this year. Um, unfortunately, I think Claude Julian's gone. That's the rumors, and the yeah. rumors are. That the Bruins are gonna replace him with Mike Milbury. Um, what? That's yeah. who you got. I know. Oh man. I know. What up? That's. What up? I know. You laugh now, uh, but I have to live with it. I'm laughing and I'm crying at the same time. That's yeah. a horrible choice. I know. Uh, I hope that's not gonna happen. I hope he like. So that's the thing with firing Julian is like, who are you gonna get, Guy Boucher? I mean, it's really better than Claude Julian. <laughs> yeah. like, Which I think. I think that's. I think that's also why uh, the Habs haven't fired Tarion yet is because there isn't any good options other than Boucher. But I don't even know if Boucher is that great of an option compared to Julian. So, um, but yeah, that's the rumor. Um, and also, it means that our president of hockey operations, our GM, and our coach were all former Bruins. Um, so it's like a old boys club, um, if that happens. Kind of like the Flyers, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, the Flyers used to do that, but now they, you know, they hired a coach. Yeah. Who was in North Dakota, which we'll get into in a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but um. Yeah. So that's not um. I'm not looking forward to that. I hope, I don't think it's going to happen though. I'll make that clear that I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, but um, I hope they just fire Neely. Um, the thing is, is I was looking at the standings, and I know this is going to be sour grapes, and it is. I'll um, that. But the Bruins had one more point, one more win than the uh, Red Wings did. Um, yeah. 
and we got out of the playoffs, and the Red Wings got in mostly because of the loser point. I know that's the rule, and, you know, like, you should be uh, credited for even making it into overtime. But you still, the Red Wings still lost. So it's still like, uh, I don't know, it's like, it's kind of, it's just annoying. It's even more annoying when you think about it where you're like, but we had more wins. Um, but I know that's sour grapes, so I'm not going to be pissed it, off at that. It could go against you and it could go for you. Like exactly. In, 20, in, in 2010, yeah. for example. I'll be, I'll, yeah. Flyers and Rangers in a shootout to determine who gets the final playoff spot. Yeah. That, that, you can't beat that excitement. It's true. And the Flyers go on to the finals that year. I guess, that's true. But I feel like at the same time, you're like awarding yeah. losing. Um, but, whatever. I mean, thanks for trying. It's, it's tough to complain about it because we did actually choke at the end. You can't, you can't lose, you know, the last. I think we went two and seven, two seven and one in our last ten games. You can't do that and make the playoffs. Three, six, and one, according to NHL. And also, like even if we did make the playoffs, I don't think we would get fireworks. There's no way we're beating Tampa, or there's no yeah. way we're beating Washington. So, I mean, in that sense, I'm okay with it. At the same time, uh, we're, we we wasted Bergeron's prime year. We wasted Marchand's career year. We wasted. Uh, Tuka Rask, who's, you know, forever. All because we can't figure out this defense. And that's just, uh, it just annoys me. And I know it's like, you can't, like, you know, defensemen don't grow on trees. I get that. Top defense, it's not like we can, like, be like, okay, we'll just get an Eric Carlson, you know? it's That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's just, we rely too much on this Zidane Chara for our defense, and he's been good, but he's just not what he used to be. Exactly. Um, and that's that's just so frustrating. It's just like, um, so I I just I don't like part of me actually just wants them to blow up the team. So like you know like maybe, fine hired Milbury. It's not like we're gonna <laughs> be good, but. Just then get rid of, like, then actually actively rebuild. And I'll be okay with that if that's their plan. I just don't think Sweeney, Neely, and the Jacobs family are on the same page. They haven't been since, like, 2013. Um, And I, so, I just want them to be like, okay, we're seriously going to get in there. And if that's the case, if they want to contend, then, okay, get out. Learn from the Red Sox. Get a David Price. Get a defenseman. I don't even care how anymore. Just get a defenseman um, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna replace Chara. Um, and then, and then if they want to rebuild, that's fine too. Yeah. Just you know, because we have a lot of, we have a good farm system. Our Providence Bruins are still in the playoffs. Yeah. So. And you know, we have Jimmy Basie hopefully coming in soon. You know, we have a lot of young guys. Um, that's fine too. Just, you know, then get, ship out a Tuka Rask and we'll, you know, we'll get, uh, we'll get a lot of return in there. Um, and we'll have, uh, you know, just keep Bergeron cause he'll teach the young guys. Keep Poston, Posternak, Posternak, I'm a Boston guy now. Um, keep, um, and maybe, uh, I'm debating on keeping Marshawn and Krejci. Uh, I guess if you're going to completely rebuild, I guess you have to get rid of those guys, unfortunately. 
And then there's just like, you know, and then we'll be good in like five years. We'll get a decent draft pick. We have, you know, we have a first round from San Jose. We have a first round here. I'm sorry. I know this is a rant, so. um, But then do that. That's fine. But um, I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just, I feel like we're just, we're in the middle like twice in the row it's just the worst position in sports you either want to be like in rebuild mode or you want to be in contend mode and the Bruins aren't in either so and and I've been saying that all year so yeah I I think what's the most aggravating part is that you keep Louis Erickson in case you make a run to the playoffs when you could have traded him yeah that's frustrating at the deadline you don't you miss the playoffs and now you could lose him for nothing and you also get Lee Stefniak and John Michael Lyles, assuming you make the playoffs, and you yeah. don't. And then you waste, you know, a couple of draft picks here yeah, and there. Sure. So that's what I think the most aggravating part is. They had a chance. Yeah. They had a chance to get some return for the veterans they have, and they yeah. blew it. No, I know. Um, and I'm not a Bruins fan. I'm, it, <laughs> it's just, it just irritates me when you really make a gamble that you're hoping works, but in reality it doesn't. Yeah. And... Well, that's what I was saying before. I don't think I don't think Sweeney and Neely were ever on the same page, even yeah, during this whole deadline. And Cam Neely, he wasn't on the same page. I don't think with Shirelli before yeah, he fired. True. Him, so. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I, I've said this before. If I had my druthers, I'd fire Neely, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, probably unlikely that will happen. But you, you look at see if you're going to be re- rebuilding you got to be wise you got to be thinking hmm, who am i going to need in 5 years yep i think rask you're going to need you need a good goalie well we have we have a, a lot of good goalies in our system we have uh malcolm suban we have Zane mcintyre and jeremy smith um so we you have think a, them will achieve the kind of stats that tuka rask has though probably not but i mean yeah. We we said the same thing about Tim Thomas when we had him. Um, yeah. You know, like we weren't sure about we we said the same thing about Tuca when we had Tim Thomas. We weren't sure what Tuca is going to be. Um, I, I think Tuca Rask is kind of like what Craig Anderson was in Ottawa. Really yeah. good goalie, still a lot to prove. Just so so defense in front of him, and yep. just wasn't able to hold down the fort as well as you would like. But yep. He's still a good goalie. I still no, I agree. I, none of this is Tuka's fault. Um, no. I don't blame Tuka at all. Uh, it's just the defense. Yeah. But um, um, Tory Krug on defense. I keep him. He was better. Every, yeah, I keep him. Uh, he was better at the. He was else, better at the end of the year. Everyone else, I consider trading, especially Chera. Yeah, I just yeah, don't know if we're gonna get a return for Chera. That we want, Char. That we want. Care what return is, just get something. Don't <laughs> let him walk for nothing. Yeah. But like, Chara, someone will give you like a second or a third round pick at least for him. That's and Berge- Bergeron is our captain. I'd be fine yeah. with yeah, trading. Bergeron, no, he stays. Yeah. He stays as well. Yeah. Um, Marshawn stays, although he's gonna want a contract, so he might be going. Yes. and and some of your young guys, you know, I I. Again, who's going to be the most effective in five years? I make that decision. Yep. And then, well, that's the thing. That's the problem with the Bruins is we... Like you said, Louis Erickson, the best case scenario is a sign and trade. Yep. If there's any way you can pull off a sign and trade, get it done. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, don't think, that's think gonna they happen, intended to keep him just to let him walk. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, though. But I think there will be... Yeah, 
that's true. But um, I don't think we can get that much for him if we do do a sign and trade. But um, yeah, we do have we do have a strong wings in our system, and we yeah. do have a lot of goalies and defensemen in our system, um, as well as centers. Uh, so I think we're pretty set in our prospect pool. But um, you know, it's just we have to see if they actually will translate into the NHL. Yeah. Um, so, especially if we get Jimmy BC, um, so that's not a done deal. Now, of, but it's, what's also significant about the Jimmy BC thing is that his dad, who was in the Leafs scouting system, by the way, yeah. said it might not be the best thing yeah, for BC to play in his hometown just based on the pressures. Yeah. So we all know at that point he's going to go to the Leafs, like everyone else. But at the same time, that's more pressure on him, though. <laughs> yeah, either way. <laughs> No matter where he signs, I think he's going to face something. Also, I just want to say that, yes, the Bruins media is bad. But it's not as bad as the Red Sox media is here. Or the Patriots media is here. It's There's no illusion that this Boston is a hockey town. Yes, we care more about our hockey than, say, like, um, I don't know, Columbus. But we don't... But we're, we're not as bad as Toronto. So, like, I don't know. I, I feel like... I, I don't know. I feel like that's like just. Uh, I feel like that's just the father being upset that he's going to Boston and not Toronto. But, I don't think he's upset. I think he's more concerned than anything. Yeah, but and, I don't. And I, th- I think he. Feels, I think, but, at least he goes to Toronto. Yeah. you know, he'll have a friendly face to talk to with things. Yeah, but the the. I mean, but there's going to be scrutiny wherever he goes, just yeah. because of the situation that he put himself into. Um, I just. And then also, he wants, I mean, like, he wants to be in his hometown. Um, the uh, Bruins, he's best friends with uh, Bruins prospect Matt Gerserlich. And you also have Jimmy Hayes. Who's and we have Jimmy Hayes, who's also in Boston. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's fine, whatever. But, um, I mean, I think, yeah, just, I don't know. Right? I mean, I'm more looking forward to the future. Compared to last year, we also have Jesse Gabriel, who I think is leading the QMGHL or something like that. Um, so that was a surprise too. So I think we'll be okay. Although we gave up on Matt Brusal and Kyle Connor, which sucks, but that's okay. Um, speaking of GMs, your Senators just uh, hired Pierre Dorian. As yeah, a GM. I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, by the way. Um, Jimmy Basie, we were talking about him. He won the yep. Hobie Baker Award. Right, yeah, we were about uh, to get and there. And that's for Demko, a Boston college goalie, yep. was named uh, the U.S. College Goalie of the Year. Yep. And uh, quickly, Frozen Four, um, North Dakota on top again. Yep, um, I was wrong, but yeah. North Dakota, I did predict them to be the winner. I did predict them in the finals, but okay, I, thought I, BC, I thought BC was going to win, but they lost to Quinnipiac. But yeah, um, but yeah, we can. Oh, that was going to be in a rapid fire, but yeah, I, I think I think I actually picked North Dakota. I can't remember who I picked, but <laughs> okay. I, I I went with North Dakota as the favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, um, the Sens. Just look in here. Uh, might as well get the Bruins and Sens segment out. Yeah, of the way. Pierre Dorian. That's why I was. Pierre <laughs> Dorian. Uh, he's the new GM of the Senators. That's because Brian Murray has stepped down as the Senators GM as we. Uh, as it's been documented for the last little while, he's been battling stage four colon cancer. It's since spread everywhere else. Um, and he's been staying on as a sense GM despite all that. But today, um, 
you know, eventually health's going to take its toll on him. Uh, there's no cure for the kind of cancer that he has. Well. It's not treatable. So seeing that, he, I guess he, he made the decision to step down and kind of have a successor in place in, in, in case, you know, unfortunately it's the end of the line for him. So he will, however, continue to serve as a senior hockey advisor for the club. But no longer the Sens GM, Pierre Dorian assumes that role. Uh, this past season was Pierre's seventh with the Sens, his fifth as director of player personnel. He was also taken under Murray's wing during the last two or three seasons uh, doing assistant GM duties. Uh, in his first two seasons, he was the Sens' chief amateur scout. Uh, so it's disappointing, but not shocking that Murray stepped down today. Um, and I, I just didn't think it would be this quick. I thought he was going to take a bit more time in the offseason to determine that. But with with all the changes coming, as Melnick says, he, he probably just wants to have the right guy to make the changes in place. And he thinks Pierre Dorian is ready for that challenge. Okay. Um, and Pierre Dorian will definitely have some challenges ahead of them because other than Alex Jason, Patrick Weirkosh, and Chris Seltz, who's probably going to retire, there are not too many guys that I can point on this roster and say, I'm not sure if they'll be back next year. Right. Uh, like Pajot posted over 40 points and tied a team record with seven shorties, the latest of which came against your Bruins. Yeah. Uh, Zach Smith finished the year with 23 goals, uh, considering the fact he was banged up for most of last year. No one expected that. Uh, Mike Hoffman almost got 60 points, uh, finished one goal shy of 30. Mika Zibanejad scored 50 or so, as did Bobby Ryan, even though he failed to score 30 goals. And Kyle Turris, their number one center, limited to just under 60 games, yet somehow able to muster 30 points and, and despite battling through that injury, uh, that lingering injury that he had. Uh, so the changes that come should affect management and the coaching staff more than the roster itself. I'll be shocked if they, and surprised if they make any major alterations to the roster. I mean, a few prospects could be swapped on draft day, but besides that, um, I don't think they'll be doing anything other than building through the draft and developing their pool of prospects yeah. like they've been doing for the past couple of years. Like Francois Perron um, has been one of the QMJHL's top scorers this year, been uh, keeping it up in the postseason as well with Ruin Naranda as well. Uh, they signed to a three-year entry-level contract, um, so there's that as well. Um, I, I think the, the two storylines that will be interesting is – with one year left on his contract, what do you do with Mike Hoffman? And the second question is, what's the status of Dave Cameron? Is he your coach next year? Because, again, I've mentioned in previous podcasts, there have been times, and it hasn't been made public to the media, but Mike Hoffman, you know, passed around the first line to the third line to the fourth line and not really happy with the inconsistency and the line juggling at times. But, you know, still, this is a guy that scored 29 goals this year. He's going to want a big contract considering that he's been nearing close to 30 goals in back-to-back seasons. And prior to that, wasn't like a 50- or 60-point guy, which he is now. Yeah. And he's got this speed. Like, yesterday against Gustafson, he had a breakaway. He almost scored uh, to tie the game at one. And and you watch him take off. He That, that guy has underrated speed. and he can. I was can too angry with my team to notice yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Nevertheless, Mike Hoffman is, is is one of those, I think, underrated goal scorers in this league that can near 30 goals. And I think he's slowly starting to get the credit that's coming his way. But 
the question is, is Dave Cameron the right fit for this team? Because you look at the penalty kill and the power play. I didn't realize that they were the bottom three in both categories. Mm. Um, and you look at all of the teams that they were ahead of that they scored more goals than. And a lot of those teams, um, like Colorado, are, I think, offensively superior than Ottawa is. And yet Ottawa is still able to outscore them this year. So it, offense isn't the problem. It's defense. It's special teams that really let them down this year. It's the slow starts. It's the late collapses, like in the final five or so seconds, where either Ottawa tried to tie it and ran out of time, or the other team tried to tie it, they did, and they went in overtime or a shootout. Five or six times that happens. And that's, 12, and that's not 12 points on the line, but that's... They missed the playoffs by eight points. If they get a couple of breaks here and there, if they don't collapse against Anaheim, if they don't collapse against Pittsburgh, that's four points difference. That's three points difference right there. They get three points. They only missed the playoffs by five. And then you look at the game against Carolina, where they had a lead with .2 seconds left. Carolina ties at Winston in a shootout. There's, there's four points that you could have gotten. So... It's it's the little it's the little things and and on the plus side the the team doesn't quit and when you have a team that doesn't quit when you have a team that doesn't give up that's a good sign but then you gotta wonder you know who's controlling the team and is the guy who's controlling the team is he the right fit and if there's a better fit out there like if Claude Julian becomes available I seriously consider hiring him even though Dave Cameron is good right if there's a better candidate out there I consider making a change yeah I could see so, that. I think they need a coach, whether it's Dave Cameron or not, who can bring structure, yeah. who can, I could, who, who can bring more of a team game. And I'm yeah. not saying Dave Cameron can't do that, but this year, I, I think, I, I don't think they, I don't think they played as a team on most nights. I think they were being too fancy with the puck on some occasions. Other occasions, they did the little things right, but right. they were so inconsistent, and they need consistency. They need structure, and I think Claude Julian can bring that if he becomes available. Yeah. I think should seriously consider. I think uh, I think Julian <laughs> makes more sense to the Senators than the Canadians do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. Um, uh, here's just hoping that and, 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 and I'm just hoping they don't even fire him. Dave Cameron, if you keep Dave Cameron, mm-hmm. and Mike Hoffman sometimes has a rift with yeah. Dave Cameron. Even though it's not public, you know, if he doesn't agree yeah. with him on some things, then you got to wonder, you know, how much money is he going to ask for? Can we provide that? Is there someone else that's going to provide that? And if that's the case, get him on the phone and get a deal done ASAP and get as much value from Mike Hoffman as you can while he still has value. True. Because they yeah. can't afford to let this guy walk. Okay. They, they need to get something for him if they're not going to keep him. Um, so it, Dave Cameron and Mike Hoffman's future, those are going to be the two storylines that everyone's going to be listening for in Ottawa. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I think that's that's gonna be it for our Bruins Sen segment until the uh, draft day. That is, unless some big Bruins or Senators news happens, but we'll mostly be focused on the playoffs. Um, so that takes us. Well, uh, so I think that's it for now. Um, we'll we'll dive into. The yeah, we'll just do the rapid fire really quick. Uh, so the Russia doping scandal. There was uh, the championship team on the Russian. Uh, all the Russians in the World Championships 
Um, this is the under 18s. Yeah, under 18s. They um, all got uh, suspended for doping or uh, drug use. I forget what happened, but um, exactly. But I think um, I don't know what they're going to be doing. But I think it the same drug happened in uh, that uh, Sharapova got caught yeah. with. Tennis star Maria Sharapova. Yeah. Um, Who's also um, I can Russian. actually shed some light on this, um, yep. if you wish. Uh, April 8th edition of The Guardian. Uh, Sports Minister says no criminal charges will be laid. Uh, but we should also remember that wasn't just the under-18 hockey players that were given a good talking to and replaced by a younger under-17 roster. Uh, a report in November, and I'm reading this from The Guardian here, a report in November from by a World Anti-Doping Agency Commission alleged quote, systematic state-sponsored drug use in Russian track and field and a widespread cover-up of doping. The former head of the Russian Track Federation also accused of a role in extorting 455,000 euros. Um, I believe that's uh, 365,000 Canadian or American. For a marathon runner, was later banned for life. The general prosecutor's office carefully examined the report in question and did not find a single legally supported fact to open any kind of case to Russia. Sports Minister Vitaly Mutko said the WADA report led to Russia being suspended from international track and field, which will also include this summer's Olympics unless sufficient corrective measures are introduced. On top of that, Mutko also admitted that Russia has been forced to withdraw players from its national teams at major competitions because of the risk they could test positive for melodium, a drug for patients with heart disease that was widely used as a supplement in Russian sports, but banned from the start of this year. Yeah. As mentioned, it prompted a spate of positive tests among top Russian athletes, including tennis star Maria Sharapova. Yep. Uh, this change was announced the day before the under-18s hockey squad had been expected to fly to the United States. Mutko said some players had taken melodium while it was still legal, but that Russian officials feared it could have remained in their bodies. He says, if an athlete or group of them took it in October or November... We don't know if it'll be found or not in testing. Mm -hmm. uh, we're minimizing risks. Also, he did not explicitly link his comments to the hockey situation. No. Okay. Um, and now here's here's the interesting part. The Russian Hockey Federation president, Vlaslav Tretiak, we all know who Vlaslav Tretiak yeah. is, at least I think everyone knows, <laughs> previously said the roster change was quote-unquote tactical. In fact, the entire national men's curling team was, cha was changed a day before its world championships with the Russian Curling Federation denying a link to, Mal uh, to Meldonium, the replacement team went on to news uh, went on to drop nine of their eleven games. So it's not just the hockey; it, it goes beyond the hockey team. Uh, they're they're taking precautions elsewhere too. Yeah, I so mean, this, I, is, this is how widespread it is. Yeah, I it's guess it's it's a really serious issue, obviously. But um, I, I don't know if there's like. I don't know, do you think, so, like, what's Russia going to do now? Are they just going to, um, you know, I, just... I don't, I don't think it's... Are they going to play? I mean... I, I don't think, I think what's going to be more interesting is how Russia is held accountable for this. Yeah. Um, I think I do, there's only I do so know, much that Russia can do. It, yeah. It, 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 I do um, remember I reading that, like, this drug isn't as serious as, like, HGH, and it's, like, something that, like... Team, like all, all athletes, Russian athletes take. Yeah, um, I think that's so. why no criminal charges are going to be yeah. laid. Which makes you wonder that, like, that might that's probably like you know Ovechkin, Tarasenko, Malkin. They probably all take this drug too. 
Um, but yeah, um, yeah, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and then I guess the Flint Firebirds situation as well. I'm, I'm actually, I, I gotta be honest, I don't really care. I'm like at the point where I don't care about this story, but, um, it is news, uh, that made t- this week that many players, agents informing OHL, they won't report if drafted by Flint, as well as their G, um, the owner, um, blanking on his name, um, is like, uh, is suspended for five years or something like that, right? Steve? Yep. Yeah, oh. we're, we're, uh, just 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 before, uh, Tarasenko, I should mention, first 40-goal season of his NHL career, uh, while we're on the subject of Tarasenko. Oh, yeah. uh, we, were, we were talking about Flint, um, and, and yeah, apparently the saga is not over. Um, and uh, I know from, from your end, um, in the hours leading up to the OHL draft, which took place this weekend, in right. the middle of round two, which is beyond my level of expertise, but whatever, uh, some individuals would consider not reporting to the Firebirds organization if they were drafted by the team. Um, and I, oh, this and I, is the second round, not the first round? Yeah, they're in the round two now. In the oh, so never mind then. I so guess it's the not... In the middle of round two. I have no idea why. So, um, but the first round is okay. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting um, that Brett brought this to my attention because I did some digging and then I found out that the team owner, Rolf Nielsen who has been the center of attention for numerous occasions for all the wrong reasons, he was suspended by the league for not one, not two, but five years. But there's another plot twist to this ever-growing story. In an April 7th article written by uh, Ken Campbell of the Hockey News, this suspension does not include any type of banishment from off-ice participation. Not only that, he can still attend Board of Governor meetings and he can still conduct league business. Wow. These sanctions, courtesy of the OHL Commissioner David Branch, who didn't ask for any final input from the Board of Gunners on this matter by the sounds of it, um, mm-hmm. he made this ruling all by himself. Wow. So. Um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, so I guess that's also something to look forward to, like, to watch. But, um, yeah, it's, it's still not a great situation for Flint. Yeah. Um, um, Leafs... Um, I was just trying to say something about the Leafs or yeah, yeah. I was about to, um, get there. Leafs got 30th place. All right. Um, I think it's funny. They, so I was doing this NHL lottery simulator this entire times. And I don't think the, this entire episode and I don't, the Leafs haven't gone, I haven't gone the Leafs first in the entire time. (laughs) It's the craziest thing. Like, I've been like, I, I was like, I was like sort of hoping, well, yeah, I just got this sense as second. And the, so like, I keep on hoping that I'll get, I haven't gotten the Bruins yet, but I haven't gotten this, the Leafs yet first. By your count, who's got the most? Um, I haven't really been keeping track, but, um, I got in a fair amount of Canucks, a fair amount of Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Coyotes would be the dream on any Winnipeg's. Yeah. There are some Winnipegs too. Um, that would be the anti-Arizona. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. But like, it should the, be noted that the team that they finished tied with for last place is the Edmonton Oilers, uh, yep. who finished third to last last year. I just got the Leafs. They got in the draft. I just got the Leafs. Oh, you just got the Leafs. Okay. Yeah. So Leafs, Columbus, it be noted, Edmonton. Let it be noted that the Oilers, regardless, 
finishing last means nothing. Yep. Because the Islanders finished second to last one year, and they still got the draft. That right. Year. And this is this is the year that it's different this year because the three picks are um, up in the air, not the first pick. So, um, so yeah, it'll be. Still have a chance. I'm sure there's gonna be like when we get to the lottery because now that both teams are involved, both our teams are involved. I think. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to guess that there's going to be, like, some team that's, like, that was, like, the Avalanche, the Devils, uh, the Canadians. Um, they'll, they'll probably, like, win it, like, somewhere in the middle rounds. We'll probably get, like, a, like, maybe, like, a third round pick or something. Um, I could see that happening. Uh, it, it, what, what, which leads me to believe, how many first overall picks does Edmonton has to, have to get before there's a widespread ride around the league? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, they're, they're, it's already they happening. They yeah. David and Matthews yeah. in back-to-back drafts. I think that's as close to a ride, a wide, league-wide as yeah. they're going to get. Yep. Um, and then our last two ones are kind of together. Uh, Jimmy VC got Hobie Baker. We kind of mentioned that before. As well as the North Dakota one. I was rooting for Quinnipiac, but because um, I always root for the New England schools, but uh, it's a, it was a foregone conclusion that North Dakota won, and then here enters the next sweepstakes. Um, is um, although well, actually, first if we get to Jimmy VC, people thought that um, Kyle Connor would win it because he was a freshman. At the same time, he was playing in a very bad conference, um, like because uh, he did have all those awards as a freshman. But um, I, I would give it to Jimmy VC. No, uh, no bias there. Um, but yeah, so it's not a surprise that North Dakota won. But now there's a new sweepstakes for Drake Caligula. He is not. Uh, he hasn't been drafted at all, so he can go to any team. I think the front runner is Buffalo, but um. So you're kind of like a Matt O'Connor of last year. Yeah. Only, only I don't think he's a goalie. I, he's I, a I, he's a forward. He was on the top yeah, line of North but, Dakota. But essentially, like a prospect yeah. hadn't been drafted anywhere. But yeah, there is there's uh I think the rumor is is that he well first off he's from Markham, so yeah. he I guess if he wanted to go the Jimmy VC route, uh he would go to like Toronto because that's close to him. But um, there are, I think uh, Buffalo is scouting him um, heavily. Uh, Chicago with Jonathan Tays went to North Dakota. Yeah. So there's that connection there, um, as well as Hackstall. Uh, or, or the Flyers, because um, Hackstall was the coach for Caligula. Um, given, I don't even know if that's his name. The prospect, uh, prospect coolest work, like how they were able to find Panarin and all those yeah. guys, and how Chicago's gonna be going to work the cap. I yeah. wouldn't rule out Chicago in this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be rule surprised out if he goes right to the Chicago right away. I wouldn't rule that out either. Um, I think he's probably going to either Buffalo or Philly, just yeah, from what I've read. Just from what I've read, but um, yeah. um, he could go anywhere really. Yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of people that have kind of reached the end of the road in their careers. Uh, there are two notables to keep an eye on this offseason. Uh, Patrick Eliash, Devils forward, yeah, uh, played well over 1,000 games, uh, doing his best to soak in Saturday's warm-up skate. Um, seems the fans wanted him to stay for one more year, which they uh, chanted throughout their 5-1 season finale win over the Leafs. 
Uh, Flames goalie Nicholas Backstrom stopped over 30 shots against his former team, the Minnesota Wild, in a 2-1 victory. Uh, reports say the Finnish goalie was fighting back tears during the postgame scrum, adding if this was his final NHL game, a great way to end his career. So only time will tell if uh, they announce their respective retirements uh, this year. Uh, just quickly, do you mind if I uh, chime in on the CHL playoffs? Uh, but yeah, I'll, hold on I'll, one I'll, second. I'll, 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 let, I'll let you... Uh, rant about I, any other things no no I, i've done my ranting already okay. <laughs> but right. um i actually have to go to the bathroom quickly so i'm ranting yeah um, so we'll start off in the ohl uh the kingston frontenacs uh last week i told you the niagara ice dogs are a better team than the regular season record indicates this week they showed why for the second time this postseason they jumped out to a two nothing series lead this time against the Kingston Frontenacs team that most people pick to represent the East in the OHL Finals. Uh, that could change, of course, because the two teams square off for Game 3 as we are speaking right now. Uh, it should be noted in the playoffs in the previous playoff series, Niagara lost Game 3, so there's still hope for a France team that is too good to write off, especially considering the first two contests were very close on the scoreboard. Um, before we start ranting about the other matchups in round two, I'll provide a quick summary of what happened in round one, which uh, wrapped up earlier this week. Uh, the Sarnia Sting, who got Travis Konechny and Sam Stadnika from the 67s in hopes for making in the hopes of making a huge playoff run, they were bounced in by the seven-seeded Sioux Greyhounds in seven games. Uh, a team that's not as strong as they were last year that made it to the conference finals, but still a team you don't want to take lightly. Uh, Peterborough gave the third seed North Bay Battalion a good run for their money as well. Um, erasing a three-goal deficit in Game 6 to force a Game 7 on the road. Unfortunately, they fell short. Their season is done. North Bay advances. Uh, similar scenario for the Mississauga Steelheads. Forced Barry to play seven games, but did not have enough juice to finish them off. Uh, the other three matchups in the West saw Kitchener top Windsor 4-1. Erie sweeps Saginaw. And London outlast Owen Sound in six games. Um, that sets the stage for London Kitchener in the second round. Uh, London took the series opener in that one. Erie facing the Sioux Greyhounds in a rematch of last year's conference finals. Otters are up 2 nothing in that series already. And Barry uh, started off their series with North Bay with a Game 1 victory. Uh, I see the Knights holding off the Rangers in 7. The Otters getting the Bear of the Greyhounds in 5. Uh, the Greyhound buses, if you can call them that. The Battalion outlasting Barry in seven. And the Frontenacs hopefully beating the Ice Dogs in seven because uh, the Ice Dogs have had it too good for too long, and I think uh, the Frontenacs deserve a nice little playoff run. But the OHL, uh, as uh, the voice of the 67s, Dave Schreiber, has said on many occasions, it's predictably unpredictable. So nothing is a guarantee in this league. Uh, the other two leagues... Um, looking to the WHL now, the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors and the Brandon Wheat Kings squared off to start round two. Um, Brandon, the favorites, I think, for most people in this series, they jumped out to an early 2-0 series lead. Um, after dispatching Lethbridge in five, the Regina Pats trailed a Memorial Cup host from Red Deer at 1-0, who defeated the Calgary Hitmen in five in round one. Uh, those pesky Kelowna Rockets, this is interesting. Someone might have finally hacked into their software and rigged the launching pad because um, in round one, the Camp Loose Blazers forced them to seven games. They fell short, of course. But Joe Hicketts and the Victoria Royals are beating them 2-0. And a must-win game three for the Kelowna Rockets in their own building takes place on uh, 
I think it's Tuesday. So that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Kelowna, of course, one goal away from winning the Memorial Cup last year. So that could be a huge upset. Uh, the Royals were also challenged in the opening round. They managed to beat Spokane in six. And after sweeping Prince George and Portland, respectively, the Seattle Thunderbirds and the Everett Silvertips got their round two series going. Everett took the series opener. Uh, in the queue, both teams that represented the league at last year's Memorial Cup are done. Uh, Quebec got swept by Gatineau in round one. Ramuski fell to the Charlottetown Islanders in six. Uh, elsewhere, Cape Breton beat Chicoutimi in six. Moncton out- ousted uh, Victoriaville in five. An exciting game series, six-game series between Blainville, Boisbriand, and Valdor ended with a triple overtime win oh. by uh, the Blainville, Boisbriand, Armada in game six. Um, elsewhere, St. John beat Acadia Bathurst, and Shawinigan beat Sherbrooke. Both those series lasted five. Ruin Naranda swept Drummondville in four straight. So, uh, in round two, in the early stages of it, at least, Moncton beat Gatineau in game one, but got blanked in game two, so that series is tied at one. St. John versus Cape Breton, Ruin Naranda versus Blainville, Boisbriand, and Shawinigan versus Charlottetown, all those series are also tied at one game apiece. So, busy, busy time to be a fan of the major junior A hockey scene. So, uh, lots more exciting hockey ahead outside the NHL right. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for now. Um, yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Brett Dubuff. I'm Steve Ellsworth, and we will have more playoff reaction in episode 28 of the Lace Em Up podcast. Yep. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the playoffs.